Welcome to episode 18 of Always Listing as we review Harland Highway. We're your hosts. I'm Josh. I'm Joel. And this is Always Listing. Josh, we are finally about to be done with the opus that is Listener Appreciation Month. It is a, it has been a labor of love. It's, you know what it has been like? This has been like our own personal Lord of the Rings extended editions. Twelve and a half hours of two idiots wandering towards a volcano to throw a podcast into it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel like there's been a lot of walking. It's been a lot of walking, not so much reviewing. Let's get down to it. Here on Always Listing, we break podcasts down by talking about their host likability, their content, their production values, the audio quality, and then we tell you whether we're going to continue listening or whether we're going to suggest it to other people. And we do that all with some clips from the show so you can get a flavor of it. This show is The Harland Highway, and uh, I am I was very excited to review this one. I like Harland Williams. Harland Williams. Yeah, Harland is his first name. Harland sounds to me like a, a last name. I always think that it's his last name. I like Harland Williams. I thought I did. Anyway, why, why, why do you like him? What, I, what, what is it that what is it that endeared Harland Williams into your heart? Well, it was his it was his humor in movies. I liked him in the things that I had seen him in. In particular, I know him for Half Baked. That's the one I know him the most for. Obviously, I I think the first thing I saw Harland Williams in was Dumb and Dumber. I forgot he's in Dumb and Dumber, but you're right. Yeah, he, he drinks the pee. Yes. He's the cop, the jerk. He's a very funny guy in his movies. Here is an example, though, of the difference between liking someone's comedy and liking a comic. Well, so here's what I thought was interesting. So, this, uh, so Half-Baked or Dumb and Dumber, one of the things that kind of in, that's endearing about Harlan Williams is his physicality. Yes. Right? Uh, especially his face. He's he's very emotive. Yeah, and you don't get that doesn't come across in podcast form. No. So that's probably what you in particular are missing from it. Everything else is pretty much pretty much the same. What I thought was interesting is he and Tom Green are pretty similar. Like in humor style and the way that they construct things and put things together. I never would have made that connection until you said it. Yeah. But I mean, I, I can see that. I can I can see where you're coming from with that. All right. I mean, they're both the, Canadian. Let's give you the stats on the show. It is a bi-weekly podcast. That means every uh, uh, or twice a week. Under an hour, generally, for the episodes. You know, it's a comedy podcast. It's it's largely about him and his thoughts. And he's it's it's sort of just his, his project. He does take phone calls. There are phone bits it's craziness it's it's just it is a mismatch of whatever comes to his mind it is a uh, potpourri of creativity from harland williams and i feel like so after listening to it because it i I wasn't a fan right off because i didn't get it like i didn't really understand where he was going with it but if you listen to his theme song and how that there is no real through line. It doesn't really make sense. It's these audio clips that are happening, and you're like, how is this connected? And in his mind, it's connected somehow. It makes sense. So here is a uh, here's the theme song so that you can kind of better understand what we're talking about as we continue to have this conversation of Harland Highway. Where am I? What is this, some kind of a joke or something? Welcome to the Harland Highway. What you talking about, Woods? Son, you got a panty on your head. Shut up and sit down, you big ball. Oh, God, what's happening here? 
What's happening? Hey, Harland, it's Shelly. You just made a wrong turn onto the Harland Highway. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other thing. Not because they are easy, but because they are hard. That is fantastic. <laughs> What's wrong with everybody in this crazy place? The Harland Highway. <gasps> what is it? The opening. To what? To another dimension. This is Harland Williams. You're a bad man. You're a very bad man. That is fantastic. So none of those things go together. And it's and it's just, you know, um, different different shows do that kind of thing. For example, Hardcore History does that kind of intro. WTF does that kind of intro. Joe Rogan does that kind of intro. But they all kind of fit into the style of that podcast. And this one doesn't seem to do that, except it 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 does. It really embodies the soul of what Harlan Williams is trying to do with Harland Highway. Yeah, I, I'll agree with that, even if I don't necessarily like it. All right, so let's talk about uh, the audio quality. A lot of call-ins, a lot of phone calls on this show. Some of them are pretty good. Some of them are pretty bad. So I, f- yeah, but... I feel like what he tries to do with the phone calls is different than what a lot of other people try to do with those phone calls. You mean take up time on his podcast so that no, he doesn't so have to example, be saying something? No, like, no, I mean, that's no. A, yeah, look, no, yes, that is honest. That is exactly what it is. No, it's I'm not. Gonna do, I'm going to do a call-in show so that only half the show is it me is and not, work It is not. Me. Those call, he has to take and do something with those phone calls. And here's a couple examples. One, okay? A caller calls in and kind of gives this kind of sappy, like, oh, woe is me, I'm depressed kind of, thank you for getting me through it. If you didn't, weren't there and with the laughs and the chuckles, who knows, blah, 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 right? But what he does in that particular episode that he doesn't really do in every episode is he kind of turns it into a, hey, an advice call-in show like Delilah or whatever, and that kind of flavors that whole episode, but in a completely unrelated, different episode, a caller calls in and just has to be high on bath salts or something <laughs> and kind of gives this like gibberish, right? And at the end of all this gibberish that makes no sense, the caller says, so call me back. And then what Harlan does with that piece of audio is he just starts calling random businesses and he's like, hey, um, you know, you told me to call you back. Uh, this was the message I got because the guy didn't leave a number. And I actually have that clip right here for you to listen to. It's from episode 715. That's right, 715. So he's put out a lot of these. That's what happens um, when you do two a week. But this is what he does with those phone calls. So here it is right here. Hello? Hello? Hey. I was just wondering if... Uh you ever uh, swung a bean pickle at a canary carcass six ways from Saigon? Call me back. Petland, this is Anna. How may I help you? Oh, yeah, I was just calling back. I got your message. Thanks for calling. Oh. Yeah. Uh, what did we call about? Uh, the message was, you ever swing a bean pickle on a canary carcass six ways from Saigon? I'm not sure what it meant, but I thought I'd better call back and check in. Okay, I have no idea who sent that, but um, I was a, it was a dude's voice, so maybe if you want to check with one of the guys or something, I don't know. 
Okay, what's your name? Tony. Tony, what's your last name? Smith. Okay, I'll go check real quick. Thanks. Sorry. Thank you. Hello? Oh, boy. I'm not having any luck at all. Now, this bit that you just heard is reoccurring on that particular episode. Throughout it, not all back-to-back, but throughout it, he'll call another business or another person, and it happens three or four times throughout it, uh, and that's kind of the through line, the theme that holds the rest of the show together because it's pretty disjointed, as most of these episodes are when it comes to content. So one of the things that he did or does a lot in the show that I don't generally care for is he has self-dialogues. You know how in Smodcast and and in other shows with Kevin Smith, other podcasters do this too, but Kevin Smith's where I found it Mm -hmm. first. They'll be talking about a news story, and very quickly Kevin and Scott will just drop into a little fictional dialogue of of the two characters in the story doing the thing. Yeah. Okay. Harlan does this with himself a lot. He'll tell you a headline and sort of explain the basics of it, and then he'll start talking to himself as both people. Generally, I think it falls super flat. He doesn't I, the vo- like the voices aren't great. He it's he doesn't put a whole lot of forethought into it. It doesn't feel like ahead of time, and I don't feel like they go anywhere. Like I don't think those dialogues add a lot to it. Generally, I feel I feel the exact same way about Spontaneous Nation with Paul F. Tompkins' Cold Open. Uh, yeah, I feel exactly enough. the same. Way. Fair enough. All right. So here's a good example, though, of a time when it did. But sort you of love land. that. You, I you... like. I like. Generally, I liked uh, Paul's. I think they went on too long, but occasionally they would. There would be really good stuff there. I did not come across enough really good stuff in uh, Harlan Highway to make it worthwhile. But here's a good example of one where it nailed it. This little self dialogue goes goes well. This is from episode six ninety. And we're discussing a manure professor. The manure management professor said, "How do you how do you do that at a party?" Hello, my name's David. Oh, nice to meet you, David. What do you do? I'm a professor. Oh, physics, quantum science. No, I'm a manure professor. Will you excuse me, David? Will I go and get some hors d'oeuvres? Where are you going? Come back. Uh, but it turns out farmers can run into trouble when doing maintenance work below the slats or in the pump pit areas where the manure is accessed to fertilize farm fields. Large ventilation fans and curtains are used to help ensure that the air is safe for people and animals in a pig barn. So I guess if that stuff goes down, you're in big trouble. That story to me, like that was that's a good example of one where he nailed it. I really, really enjoyed that. I thought it was good. Yeah, some of them are are, are great. So uh, another thing to that's really important to note is this is not a show to listen to around children. Yeah, we were supposed to put a disclaimer on the beginning yeah. of this. We haven't really gotten into uh, any meat, but if you are listening so far with kids in the car. Maybe shut this one down uh, from now on out, at least, uh, because I think you're about to get into uh, to a, a little bit that might be a little risque. Well, my one of my favorite bits, one of my favorite moments of Harland Highway is the Easter Bunny calls in and he is taking Santa Claus to task. Not going to play that bit. If you come across it, you should listen to it. It's, <laughs> it is crude bathroom humor, and I loved it. I laughed several times throughout the whole thing, and and it went on 
longer than I expected it to. And I thought, oh, this is going to drag. But it didn't. The whole bit kind of worked from beginning to end, which was nice. All right. So the one area that, that we've not really gotten into specifically here so far is host likability. I have hinted about the fact that I was a fan of Harlan's comedy beforehand. And, and perhaps now that I've listened to the show, I don't enjoy him so much or have, have decided that I don't like him quite as much or his comedy. This is why. Episode 694. The episode's title is Let's Talk About Trump. Did you listen to this? Uh, no, but I mean, it's it, it only took 694 episodes for you not to like you. <laughs> well, I didn't listen to all <laughs> 693 before. Uh, but I, I got to tell you, and this I went to this one because I thought, oh, excellent. I can't wait to hear his take on Donald Trump. And, um, well, I'm just going to play you his take on Donald Trump. Now, if you can peel away all your your about being a Republican or a Democrat. And by the way, I've always told you guys I'm in the middle. If Donald Trump was on the on the uh, Democratic side saying all this same stuff or even something close, I'd be like, yes! He happens to be doing it on the Republican side? Okay, yes! But look at his motto. I want to make America great again because let's face it, everyone. Look in the mirror. Be honest. Do you think America's as great as it used to be? Do you think America's as great as it could be? No. There's a lot of crooked There's a lot of liars. There's a lot of politicians just spinning their web of rhetoric and You could interchange any one of them on either side, and it's the same stuff, quoting numbers and statistics, and I'm going to do this, but I'm not really going to do that because I don't want to upset them, but let's talk about it. I'm neither here nor there on immigration, but let's create amnesty and let's make sanctuary cities and blah, 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 blah. It was not the take that I imagined it was going to be uh, of of those in uh, Hollywood who you know, generally is is sort of thought of as this like bastion of liberals and progressives and and crazy commies. Harlan's uh, Harlan's swinging for the old home plate there, uh, and uh, and he's a big Trump supporter from at least that episode of the podcast. I I listened to the whole thing. I kept thinking at any moment now he's going to break. This has all been a satirical bit, right? It was not a satirical bit. These are Harlan's thoughts and opinions. How do you know? Well, I mean, if it was, it was played straight the entire time. Like, he never went back to it for laughs. Well, I think that's sometimes what he, what he does. Again, like, he does a lot of things in the vein or in the style of Tom Green. And that's one of the things that Tom Green does is he plays it straight from beginning to end. And you don't know if he's serious or not. Well, you know what? I, I'm going to hold like out the a little joke, hope Like then. the joke, the joke, sir... Is on you. Uh, maybe, maybe I'm going to hold out a little hope that Harlan's not a terrible person. He just uh, is a terrible comedian. <laughs> the joke fell flat. Uh, you, you got anything else here that we're missing, Josh? I think we we pretty much covered this. Um, one. I do have. So, not everything he does, not everything Harlan does works. Right? Yeah, this I is also something that you have to understand. Like, dude, how many people are doing a one man show? Not very many. That's not easy to do. No, it is not. It's not not easy to do for 700 plus episodes. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Right? It's not easy to create all this content yourself. Do you think he has writers? I think it would be better after 700 episodes. It would have been a little polished. (laughs) No, you'd think it'd probably be worse the longer it went on because you're just running out of content or always having to generate content. Maybe so. Maybe so. Right? Um, And this, so even if it doesn't, even if the bit doesn't work out, 
And here's an example of a bit not working out as he prank calls a, a, an adult store. And what he's trying to do doesn't really work. And the reason it doesn't work is because the service person who is there, the cashier, the clerk, whoever it is that answers this and take and fills this phone call does an amazing job. Like this is the type of person, like I would hire this person. Uh, even if they realize that this is a prank call, dude, she does such a good job dealing with it that I, I was impressed just by that. Even though the bit didn't work, I was like, wow, there's a fantastic employee and you're going to hear that right here let's get some let's get our giggle on man hello secrets adult store how can i help you hi how are you today i'm great how are you doing i'm good i'm uh, calling i wanted to know if you guys carry a nice selection of dildos yes sir we do we have quite the selection okay i have a bit of an unusual request do you have the yell do you have yellow ones know if we have anything in the yellow color i'm just walking down the wall i see a yellow butt plug okay Um, you're close you're in the wheelhouse um (laughs) my Um, my wife has a fetish and i know you probably get these calls all the time my wife has a fetish for asian penises and so she wants a kind it's unusual but she wants a small dildo do you have like a three inch one we definitely have a lot of different sizes and we do have a variety of colors um, but I really like the yellow. She likes the Asian men, and if you if you have I that, mean, we, we, three we inches have some, smaller, some, you no know, ones that are um, lighter flesh tones for sure. Bordering on yellow, like have you have you ever seen an Asian man's privates? Um, well, there are definitely some that could be of numerous different ethnicities. Okay, um, okay, I think you're we're probably going to have to come in and see if they you know fit what you're looking for. We don't have anything that's actual yellow colored but it doesn't sound like that's what you're looking for anyways well the main thing is that that small asian compact size so have you got any dildos three inches two and a half inches long um we definitely have some things i'm looking at some different pieces right now we have a lot starting at four inches oh that's um mm, which bit too long bit too big she likes the she likes the feel of that small little asian penis going inside of her um, um, oh boy. We definitely, we have some smaller, you know, when it gets to that size, you know, a two inch, they're not there usually you um, marketed as dildos, but we have a lot of pieces that are that shape and size. What would they be marketed um, as? So we have, we have a lot of, you know, small vibrators that are that size. Okay. Okay. Any yellow ones? Um, not that I am seeing off the bat. Jeez, oh, um, this is tough. This is tougher than I like thought. like I said, have some different flesh tones. This is tougher than I thought. You know, my wife, and it's interesting because she used to be into the long, you know, thicker ones, and suddenly she got this, uh, this, uh, you know, fetish for the Asian. She got yellow fever. Have you ever heard of this? Yeah, well, maybe it does. She know that you're shopping. Maybe you can bring her in, and together you can see if there's something that fits what she's looking for. There's an idea. I come in with her, and we shop around for uh, tiny Asian yellow penises together. Exactly. Okay. I mean, a lot of couples okay. come in here and shop together. I always recommend to men shopping for their wives. You're never going to know what she wants as, as well as she does. And it's not like I'll have to carry one of those cumbersome baskets around because, you know, those bastards, the penises are so small, I'll just carry it in my hand and bring it right up to the cash. For sure. Oh, this is, well, you've been a world of help. Thanks, Angel. <laughs> 
for sure. Do you know where we're located? I do, yes. We've been okay. in there before. Last year for Christmas, we bought some anal beads, and it was just wonderful. Under the tree, they were colored. They're green and red. Just wonderful. <laughs> That's cute. So yes. we are we're open walk until right 1 a.m. today, so come on by any 1 a.m., okay. And maybe we'll pick up some fresh uh, Christmas season anal balls while we grab the uh, Chinese penis. Exactly. Okay, hey, this has been, thank you, such a wonderful yeah. help. Thank, thank you, you so calling. much. God bless you. All right, see we'll you see later. We'll see you soon. Thank you, bye-bye. Bye-bye. So see, there you go, Brandon. There's always something to laugh about. So I get it. Like, like if you work at a sex shop, you're probably getting some prank calls, and you're probably getting some phone calls like this every now and then. Even if that happens, she handled it wonderfully. With, with, with a plum and grace. Yes. There you go. Uh, Josh, are you going to be continuing to listen to the Harlan Highway? No. Yeah, absolutely not. I am, I am not on board with this one long term. I understand why some people like it, especially, again, if you... Here's the beauty about podcasting. If you like a person and they host a podcast, you get to spend more time with that person. So once you, li- once you find a personality you like, it doesn't really matter that their podcast is not for you know, a general audience. The fact that I don't enjoy Harlan's show here doesn't matter because the people that this connects with, it's going to be the best thing they could possibly get twice a week. You know, like that's the beauty of podcasting. It's a very personal, intimate medium and art form. Sure. Okay. (laughs) Let's get to listener feedback here. All right. uh, This comes from Lauren. I was so excited to hear you read my email during the listener mail section on the No Sleep Review episode. I called my husband to make sure that he listens. Uh, I wanted wanted to send you a quick note to assure you and Josh that the History on Fire podcast episodes, while long, are not as long as Dan Carlin's Hardcore History. Uh, They're about half that length. So you mean only three and a half hours. Uh, No, like an hour and a half. uh, Yeah, yeah. Well... Yeah, two hours, maybe. Two-ish, maybe. Yeah. The host is actually a guy, Danielli, Danielli, and she's got it phonetically spelled out. I appreciate that. Danielli Bolelli. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. There is no way that man's name is Danielli Bolelli. He's a professor. He speaks, oh, he's Italian. Okay, Danielli Bolelli, the Italian history professor. I like it. He's friends with Dan Carlin, and it was Dan that suggested he start a podcast. I really like the music and the sound effects he uses, and his whole mission is to make history exciting and more interesting. The reason I like this podcast and others like it, i.e. the beauty brains, is because the hosts are experts in their field. So... They bring a depth of knowledge that podcasts like Stuff You Should Know or Stuff You Missed in History Class just wouldn't be able to do after researching for a few days. But don't get me wrong, I never miss an episode of either of those shows. I I, I get the desire for both, both like a uh, you know river wide but but uh, very very shallow uh, sort of overview of of information, yes. and then likewise, let's really dive into a topic. Yeah, I listen again, to it takes both. I listen. Yeah. To, I listen to. All of those except for History on Fire, just because I haven't gotten to it. But let me tell you, because we haven't recorded in a while, I went to Poverty Point. Oh, yes. Yeah. Which we listened. I mean, we've known that it was here all our lives because it's just up the road. But we listened to and, and discussed specifically in our review of Stuff You Missed in History class. Yeah. And here's here's what I thought was – here's what I found amazing. Okay. It was uh, – so I go there – you can you can drive. There's a there's a um, kind of a driving trail that you can drive and see the whole thing, or there's a walking trail where you can walk and, and see the whole thing, and you can go to a museum and see a lot of the artifacts found there, and then see about a 20 minute video on it. Right. 
I was surprised that that they do not have kind of an audio thing for you to listen to as you do the walking trail or the driving trail. So what was great is I start doing the walking trail and I just go to that episode of Stuff You Missed in History Class on Poverty, on Poverty Point and I listened to that while I walked the trail and it was fantastic. Nice. Uh, look at that. Uh, and, and that's podcasting coming to the rescue, a little uh, DIY solution. Yeah, but for you. why don't – so if you – I don't understand why historical sites, because I've been to a lot of them, and some of them do have an audio tour. If you don't have an audio tour... You should hire Joel Sharpton to record your voiceover and produce an audio tour. <laughs> or, 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 right, or at least know the content that's out there about you. Like, if I go in and they say, have, hey... Have some, some um, like, suggested resources or whatever. You could download this podcast. You can access yes. this website right. with more information. You can whatever. And it could just be, like, a URL, or you could even do, like, one of those little QR code things that you scan or all sorts of opportunities. There. Yeah, because let's be, let's be honest. When you go out and see the site, it really isn't impressive, Right. Just because it's so old, it was made with earthworks. It's a big grassy hill. It has it, well, not just that. Even the um, so there are like these um, these rows that were raised at one point, like fifteen feet in the air, and it's one of the few places uh, where those types of earthworks were done. But over the years and over the centuries, like it's just been farmed and and broken down to where they're not that high anymore. So it doesn't look that impressive. But if you're hearing them talk about it and how it used to be and stuff like that, while you're doing the the walkthrough, it really makes it an enjoyable experience to where if I hadn't had that, I'd been like, meh. Audio for the win, my friend. Audio for the win. Uh, Lauren continues, just to expand a little on Detective. That was one of the shows that she suggested. Retired detective Joe Kenda has a show called Homicide Hunters on investigation discovery, and probably the most interesting fact I took away from the first season was that if you're shot with a high-caliber weapon, you fall forward rather than backward like we've seen in the movies. Your legs also cross over one another in what's called a dead man's fall or something like that. Anyway, even if these suggestions are relegated to the suggestions list for all eternity, I'm still glad that you read read my listener mail and will continue to recommend your show. Um, You know, I... <laughs> Thank you, Lauren. So normally, if somebody suggested the detectives show, right, with Joe Kenda, I, there's no way I would listen to it. Like, it's just not... I, I would be like, ah, I'm probably not going to like that. But I got to tell you, man, since we did our review on SpyCast, I'm like... I really enjoyed that. So Detectives is probably something I would enjoy as well. And you got to think everybody that watches, you know, SVU and and all of those shows would probably be the type of person who would like Detectives. So even though I haven't heard it, uh, I'll probably listen to an episode, whether we listen to whether we um, get to a few, a few, a little, little, little full review or not uh, i'll probably check out an episode just to have something like that to be able to suggest to people all right fair enough that is our review of the harland highway and you can find it by the way at a couple of different places allthingscomedy.com first of all which is the network that harland is uh teamed up with or you can go straight to his website harlandwilliams.com and click podcast up at the top the harland highway uh, as reviewed by always listening josh what are we going to do uh, next week uh well first of all we're not going to have another review for new year's 
Boo! No, yes. no, 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 it's Boo. good, it's good. What we, instead, what we're going to do is we're going to have a bit of that conversation, that off-air conversation that you and I discussed several weeks ago as we listened to some recent things from uh, Gimlet Media and the Startup Podcast. We're going to discuss some of the ideas that we've already added to our show over the course of 2015 and some of the things that we're planning on doing in 2016. And, uh, and uh, listening some more um, feedback on whether uh, our listeners like the changes, don't like the changes, or any other suggestions they may have. Absolutely. So if you've got any of that sort of stuff, email us. You can hit us at alwayslisteningpod at gmail.com, alwayslisteningpod at gmail.com, or join the Facebook group, facebook.com, and search for Always Listening Podcast Enthusiasts. Until our next episode, we've been your hosts. I'm Josh. I'm Joel. And we are Always Listening. Listening is a proud member of the Two Guys and a Rogue Network. You can find more great reviews and our full list of episodes by searching for Always Listening in iTunes or Stitcher. Or go to blogtalkradio.com slash always listening pod. Find us on Facebook and Twitter as well, Always Listening Pod, and email the show, always listening pod at gmail.com. Our theme song is Enough by Bethany Raber. Two guys and a rogue. I'm one guy. I'm the other. And this is The Network.